0: Because it's one of the things that we see happen often with marriages when they begin to be pulled apart. And that's this idea of you go follow your dream, I'll go follow mine, and then we'll meet at the dinner table every night. And we'll just talk about our day and how things went. But you see what ends up happening is when a couple doesn't have something that they're consistently working towards to bring them back together, a shared vision that they have for their future and for their life, then what life does is it begins to pull them apart
1: welcome to you are buzzworthy when you decided to go into business for yourself how much time did you consider the implications of your decision on your significant other if you were married it was probably a deep discussion and you probably talked through a lot of factors on how you would work through some of the expected challenges you predicted. But now that you have some time behind you, what do those discussions sound like now? Do you even have discussions about your relationship as it relates to your business anymore? If the answer is no, you're not alone. So for many of us, we forget to maintain those important discussions as our business eventually consumes our every hour of the day and every waking thought. You can't just turn it off. It's, so it's, it's hard to think about anything else. But what if I told you that your relationship and specifically these conversations are the key to your business success? Don't believe me? Well, then you definitely need to listen to this episode as I chat with Kimberly Holmes of Marriage Helpers. Kimberly has applied her master's degree in psychology for over 10 years, acting as the CEO of Marriage Helper and creator of Pies University, being a wife and a mother herself and researching the ways that attraction affects people's personally and the relationships that they hold dear. Her videos, podcasts, and following reach over 200,000 people per month who are making changes and becoming the best that they can be. She is currently working on her PhD in psychology and has taken a moment out of her busy schedule to discuss how we can leverage our relationships to become better entrepreneurs and ultimately better partners. Let's listen in. Welcome to the show, Kimberly. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing so great, Buzz. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, no. Thank you for being here at the You Are Buzzworthy podcast. Today's topic, as I said in the the intro, is all about the power, the importance of relationships, especially marital relationships, as an entrepreneur. Right. And you are the expert at that. Um, uh, full disclosure, I ran across Kimberly in Costa Rica. I know I have a hard life, and uh she did a talk on uh marriage and in as a market for marketing firms specifically, right? And and uh As as If you don't know already, yes, I own a marketing firm. So she was up there talking about marriage, uh, owning a business, and specifically in this one, uh, owning a business that is a marketing firm, and how do you uh, manage your your marriage. But I think that more so what I got out of is how to leverage your marriage. And so I want to start this conversation about what do you think the biggest misnomer is amongst married couple when one of them... Is an entrepreneur and the other one has say a nine to five job.
0: Mm, yes. Buzz, it's one of the things that we see happen often with marriages when they begin to be pulled apart. And that's this idea of you go follow your dream, I'll go follow mine, and then we'll meet at the dinner table every night. And we'll just talk about our day and how things went. But you see what ends up happening is when a couple doesn't have something that they're consistently working towards to bring them back together, a shared vision that they have for their future and for their life, then what life does is it begins to pull them apart. And that's when we begin to see people say things like, I feel like I'm just living with a roommate or I don't know who my spouse is anymore. Or when they become empty nesters and their kids move out of the house, they say, I I don't even know this person. It's because they've both gotten involved in a day in and day out life that hasn't included the other person in helping to make it happen. And then one day they look across the table and they say, who is this person? And do I even want to be with them anymore? And so one of the key and amazing things about marriage and about family relationships is we can actually use our family We can use our spouses, not in a bad way, in a good way. We can bring them in and help them er, and have them help us to move towards our dreams while we also help our family, our kids, our spouse move towards their dreams that they have for their future. And just like you said, it does kind of become leverage in a sense. We can actually do more when we do it together as opposed to trying to pull our heavy loads in life, trying to do it apart.
1: I, I i totally agree with you obviously that's why I had you on the show but it's interesting to me because i you know i had my I, i've been married twice now hopefully this this is my second is my life. i had a practice marriage and in my practice marriage, we were both in the service, we both had the same exact job, mm-hmm. had the same rank mm-hmm. right um and at one point uh towards the end we were in the same squadron, so we had the same office okay I think it Mm -hmm. drove us apart more than it brought us together because it became a competition now that I think that Mm -hmm. has to do with the people that were involved at that time uh, between me and my wife. But when we talk about an entrepreneur versus somebody who has a career, there's a big difference in how we approach our day to day, because like my wife, she works for a museum and she has to be somewhere to Mm -hmm. report to somebody at a certain time every day where, I only have to report yeah. to people when I've said I will report to them, right? When I've made an appointment to be on a sales mm-hmm. call, when I've made an appointment to do a console, when I've made an appointment to work uh, or to talk with my employees, when I've made it a, a, a set-aside time for XXX, right? And so sometimes it's hard for me to go, well, why don't you just da-da-da? Or maybe she's sitting there like, why is it that you're taking more time? It's like, you know, so when you have two types of basically ways you make a living, What's that key of being able to work together in what seemingly is oil and water?
0: Absolutely. It's going to come down to acceptance and here's what i mean about that when we look at the exact the exact example that you described now you could take one person being an entrepreneur and the other one being a full-time mom or 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 dad a full-time parent or one person being an entrepreneur and the other person having a full-time job and you're right both of them have different needs for their day different structures for their day different levels of stress and anxiety that they carry due to the pressure and demands of work right? A lot of times people on a nine to five are able to shut off at the end of the day. Entrepreneurs, we're carrying the weight of the business on our shoulders, sleeping, waking all of those times. A lot of times, entrepreneurs have very uh, dedicated morning routines that set them up for the right mindset for the day. And if there hasn't been an intentional communication, understanding and acceptance of the other person and what their needs are, then resentment can Confester. So a lot of times this can look like a classic example that I see quite often is the entrepreneur, they want to wake up at 5am, they want to do their reading, they want to get their workout in, they want to do all of these things that set them up for a successful day. Whereas the other person typically it t- ends up being a stay at home parent can begin to feel if there hasn't been conversation about this, they can begin to feel like you aren't aren't respecting me in my time, you're just thinking that I'm going to pick up the sticks for you to be able to go and do whatever you want to do when you want to do it, because you get to control your own day, Mm -hmm. whereas I don't. Mm -hmm. And so when I said acceptance is the key, there's a lot that goes into that. You see, when we look at the, the true key to love and the true foundation of what makes love last, it's this feeling of you accept me and love me for who I am without having to change me. And when we lack conversation, when we don't actually sit down with our spouse and say, hey, here's here's the things that I'm wanting to do with my day. Here's the stress that I'm carrying at work. And when I do this in the morning, it's able for me to think clearer and to have a better head going into the day so that I can actually show up better at the end of the day for you and for the family. When we don't have that conversation and then ask our spouse, How can we do this in a way where both of us feel respected, where both of us feel like we're getting our needs met, where it doesn't Mm -hmm. feel like one of us is just pushing all of the responsibility onto the other one, Mm -hmm. then we end up resenting the other person because we don't feel like they've actually accepted us for who we are. Mm -hmm. And so a key is to be able to have those conversations, see our spouse where they are, understand what their needs are, and then work a plan together of how each person can get their needs met mm. otherwise you just have these expectations that haven't been stated mm. but it's what you're holding <laughs> the other person to right and it ends up creating a lot of frustration
1: uh, yeah i, I they I, you know the key i'm hearing there's communication right and but then uh, beyond that it the acceptance is the active piece of that. And I think that is really important. Um, it's funny that you say, you know, like, you want know, to get up and get your workout and a whole nine yards. My, my wife's the not get up in the morning and workout person. I am. I get up at 4.30 in the morning to be at a class yeah. at five so I can work, be done working yeah. out by six, and you know, in the bathroom by 6.15. I have everything in the calendar ready to go, right? And she's opposite she's like yep. no i just need space i need this much space to get these things done and this much space to get these things done i can't get down to the quarter hour of my life and i was like yeah if i don't do that it doesn't get done right like <laughs> you know but we have been able to create a way to make both of us work in in coordination really right so i'm not a breakfast person mm. she likes breakfast and so instead of breakfast i have, I have my coffee And I might clean the kitchen while she's having her and we talk, right? Type of thing. But I get up at 4.30 as quiet as I possibly can and get out and do my thing. So she can sleep till six. And by the time I get home, it's time for her to get up, right? And so we've coordinated when to go to bed to make sure that we start the day together because we weren't doing that for a while. And it it does, it does drive you apart. It does make you feel like you have a roommate because you're missing each other. You know, I really feel for the people who have date they have kids and they t- one takes a day job and one takes a night job so the kids are never left alone and mm-hmm. they're passing in the night right that's really hard right mm-hmm. and even though we both had wow. day jobs we felt that way because we weren't getting as much time in the morning and at night because she has to work a little later and it's like i gotta get i can take to bed by like 9 9 30 right she's a night owl and i'm an early bird so like finding those ways has been really beneficial for us. And it is, it is a very um, deliberate thing Like you have. to, And you, so you technically do have to schedule the timing on that. Otherwise you won't, it won't happen. Right. But then I have Sundays where there's no alarms and uh, we just, mm. I just, we just lay in bed and, and that's her, her cuddle time is what she calls it. So she was, she would kill me for uh, having this on the podcast. but. <laughs> <laughs> But wait, but but that's the thing. Someone
0: else does. What? Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when now is there a different way of looking at this if both of the uh, spouses are entrepreneurs?
0: Mm. You know, I just had Layla Hormozzi. I just had a conversation with her on my podcast, and this was one of the things I talked with her about because she is, if you don't know, Layla Hormozzi is married to someone named Alex Hormozzi, and they run several businesses and, and they're pretty successful at what they do. So, and both of them are, are entrepreneurial minded. And so I asked her, what is the secret that y'all have found into how to work well together and I really liked her answer for a reason that may surprise you. So what she said was, we've never tried to separate our relationship and work, because for us, it's what helps us connect. Mm -hmm. And when you think about entrepreneurs. We're a special breed, right? Like we could talk work and it doesn't feel like work. Yes, there are times where we need to just have the day to binge watch Netflix or do whatever we need to just not Amen. think about work and recharge. But a lot of the time, it's what we're, it's what our brain is fueled on. And so some couples, they can really get into a struggle when they're trying to keep work out of their relationship mm. because for the entrepreneur, That's it's it's a huge part of me. And so for me and my husband, uh, he's not an entrepreneur, but he is my sounding board. I probably vent to him about every single thing. (laughs) And and he therefore like we have a stronger connection because of it. I don't try and keep work away from him because it's my way to connect with him and it's his way to better understand what's going on in my life. Mm. And so I believe when there are two people who are entrepreneurs, in some ways, you can understand each other better, because you're wired a little bit more similarly. Mm. But the key is still going to be, how do we have conversations about what it is that you're trying to do what it is that I'm trying to do? Mm. And where can we find that common ground, Mm -hmm. where we can stay focused on the relationship and put it as a priority, but also to where we both feel supported by the other person in the endeavors that we're trying to make so if we really quick one of the psychological principles that many people understand is independence interdependence and codependence Mm -hmm. right so this Mm -hmm. is kind of a spectrum and the idea is you don't want to be so codependent on someone that you can't live without them Mm -hmm. but you don't want to be so independent from someone that you don't want to be with them interdependence is the key and so no matter what the working relationship is How can we get to a place where it's not that I have to have you there, or I will break, or die, or not know what to do, Mm. or I don't want you there because you're getting in my way? But how can we actually work together for both of us to to meet our shared, to meet our individual dreams in life, but also work on a shared dream together? Buzz, if I can tell you a quick story. So a couple of weeks ago, I was speaking to an individual, and she said, "I," and she was an entrepreneur, and she said, "I know." What my purpose is in life and it's to run this company and it's to make it successful and my husband is getting in the way and so if mm. i have to choose mm. i'm going to choose my business over my family Ouch. and my heart broke in that moment because i thought you're missing out on so much mm-hmm. you can actually find a way That you can work better together, where you can work to understand each other, to be each other's supporters and cheerleaders, and actually both get more than you ever thought was possible in your marriage and in the success of your business. But if you focus on the success of your business and having that be your main priority, Mm. then the relationships in your life are always going to fail. You have to find a way to put your relationships first Mm -hmm. and your business will thrive. As a, result, as a result of that.
1: It goes back to the work to live versus live to work. And people who live mm. to work seem to have a very empty personal life. And so then they work more yeah. because that's the only thing they have found to fill them because they pushed everything else away. And I think that right. when you're talking about having two entrepreneurs Entrepreneurs understand entrepreneurs. So I think that when you are married to one, they get it. Like, hey, I need this time. Mm -hmm. You know, and I try not to work on the weekends anymore. I try to, you know, own a business, not, you know, uh, own a a job. And, you know, I ask that permission of my spouse because she doesn't have to work. She doesn't always have to work on the weekends. And, you know, when she has to work on the weekends, it's not a, it's not a question. It's, that's what the, the, the job demands for her to do that. And if she says no, Mm -hmm. then she could lose her job, right? And she likes her job. So, you know, she's going to do what it takes to keep the job, um, you know, up to a point where it's detrimental to the relationship. And then we, we, you know, we have another conversation, but I asked for that permission because it's our time. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think that you said something very important that it works better when you have support. Right. And it's just like in business, and I say this to the audience, um, because I know you already know it, but in business, we build better businesses when we have a support system around us. And it's not just our vendors and our employees and and our JVs and our our, our mentors. It's our family and not just our spouses, our parents calling them and letting them know how you feel and letting them know how hard it is to do what we do because I Think that people mm-hmm. who gloss over that with their family do a disservice to their families because they don't get to know what it really means to be there. Because if you only share the, you know, the social media version of your life and it's all, you know, roses and you know, parades and vacations and all this other stuff. And when you really get down on yourself, you have nobody to turn to because you haven't set them up for any of that. Right. And I think yeah. that you said something really important is that you have a sounding box with your husband, you know, mm-hmm. and and that doesn't mean that they're trying to solve things for you. because so I think that sometimes we have to preface like, so I'm going to tell you some stuff and I need you not to solve any of the issues you hear. <laughs> I just need to say right. it out loud. right? And then other times it's like, right. I'm really exactly. struggling with this and I want to I want to understand your point of view. And so, you know, communicating yeah. what you're about to communicate is really important in that because we don't turn it off, right? It, it's always there. It's the first thing i start thinking about in my brain is a, a as a male, I'm a problem solver anyway, innately, right? That's just how I'm, my brain is built. And so it's looking for something to solve as it's awakening. <laughs> and luckily for me, yeah. I love what I do. So it usually gravitates to whatever the last thing I was thinking about or the biggest problem I had yesterday. And it just picks up where it left off. That's great. That's awesome. You know, my wife, she's sitting there going, I don't want to think about work until 10 o'clock when I have to be there. (laughs) That's right. So I- And entrepreneurs
0: hear that and think, man, isn't that the life? I would love to be able to do that.
1: (laughs) I get in trouble with myself if I do that. (laughs) Like, oh crap, I didn't get ready for (laughs) the day. Like like you were talking about prepping yourself. Like I like exercise in the morning Mm -hmm. because it gets blood through. My brain gets woken up because it gets a, a bunch of oxygen. You know, everything's moving. I'm limber. I, I feel, you know, I feel alive. Like I've got that. And I spend an hour letting somebody else tell me what to do, which preps me for having to be in charge for the next 10 hours.
0: Mm.
1: Right? Mm. It's a huge. It's That's a huge deal for personal uh, development, right? Or uh, personal care, yeah. right? And a lot of people are like, yeah. well, why do you go to the gym first thing in the morning? Well, that's why. Now, I think a lot of guys do that because it is it props us to say hey listen i don't want to be in charge for an hour i go to classes so i don't have to make decisions somebody somebody else is telling me what to do right i don't want to make decisions the only decision i want to make is that i keep going into the end that's it Mm -hmm. just go don't stop that's all i have to do and the the coach is there to push me through that so i can get the best physical me to feed my best mental me because Mm -hmm, what i do mm -hmm. is all mental work i'm in marketing." That's that's where it's at. What my wife does is all mental work. She's in education. She educates mm-hmm. educators, right? Like that's that's like both of those high mental capacity jobs. And if we don't have our brains right for that, we're not going to do as well as we sh- we should. Is what I say is like as an owner, we sh- we have an, an obligation to come at a hundred percent. Right? Can mm-hmm. we always do it? No, we're human, but that's our obligation. So if we do anything to do that's going to produce less than that, then we haven't lived up to our obligation. And therefore we can't expect the same uh, attentiveness to what we're expecting from our employees. What are we expecting from our vendors and those types of things. But I think that that contract you, you talk about in the marriage is so important, you know, that we do accept each other for who we are. We do accept and respect each other's time. We do expect to communicate and be there, be present by the end of the day. So, my, it all, this all leads to what do we do when things are really bad in our, in our business? Because as, so as a male, I'm going to say coming from my, I have a provider instinct, right? And mm-hmm. my wife has a carrier, carrying instinct, right? And so there was a time where it was really hard for me when my business was really not doing well. And I didn't want to bring that burden to her because I knew that that would take all that energy for her to innately care for me. And two, I'm a provider, so now I'm a failure. How do we as men who own businesses work through that so that we can come to our spouse and be honest when things are bad?
0: Leadership is lonely or at least it can be very lonely. Running a business can be very lonely because there's some things that we will come across or circumstances we encounter and there's we feel like there's no one to go to. We can't go to our team. We can't go to other people. We may not have a mastermind or a peer group to go to and the weight can feel heavy. Another reason that leadership and entrepreneurship can feel lonely is exactly the reason of if it begins to fail, we feel like the weight is on our shoulders. And at the end of the day, the buck stops at the top. And we can put our worth into it. We can put our identity into it, our self-esteem into it, and all of those things. And when we try and just muster through on our own, not only are we continuing that negative self-talk in our head of, I'm not good enough, and I have to figure out how to do this alone to prove it to other people or to prove it to myself, but we're actually missing out on the fact that we have a spouse, a partner next to us who actually longs to help be a part of the solution let me explain a little bit more about what that means we actually rob our marriage and rob the intimacy in our marriage when we don't bring our spouses into understanding what we're struggling with and helping us to find a solution for it. When we try and come up with all the answers and then come to them, like, here, look at me. Won't you be proud of everything I've done? Well, sometimes they have things that they bring up that we didn't think of or way that it has impacted them or will impact them that we didn't consider. And actually what can strengthen the bond in your marriage the attachment bond in your marriage, which ultimately at the core of it is to know that the other person is gonna be there for you no matter what, is to share the hard times with them. Because then you get to see their response of turning towards you, of working with you on how you can both get out of it. And therefore you've learned and you've understood and you've encountered, hey, they really are here for me. It's not that I have to prove to them that I'm worthy enough. They love me no matter what. And when we rob our spouse the ability to do that, it ends up negatively affecting our relationship now sometimes we we do share it with our spouse and our spouse doesn't respond in the best way and there's ways that we can work through communication and there's always hope to get better and help to get better on the other side of that and and that's what we can help people do at marriage helper but the the real goal is to have a marriage where you feel so supported where your spouse feels so supported where you both know that you are loved unconditionally no matter what crappy circumstances the world is throwing at you. You know, at the end of the day, you're both gonna be there for each other. And that's the key to love.
1: You heard Kimberly. It's time to start sharing all the good and the bad of your business. Keep them involved and clued in with what you are going through as an entrepreneur. It might be hard, but it's the key to building a relationship filled with support and ultimate love. I want to challenge you to sit down with your partner the next time you can and share something dark about your business. Open up and let them know what they mean to you and how much your relationship means to you. See where the conversation takes you and then keep having that conversation. I promise it will pay huge dividends over time, both for your relationship and your business. Remember to like and share the show. And until next time, stay buzzworthy.